0: the way that they they get come up with that price target fascinates me, J.D. Maybe we can have a bit of a discussion on that one. But they're actually applying a $1 billion valuation for the Andover Lithium project right now on a 100% basis. So, therefore, uh, Missoula's 60% of that is 600 million, right? One billion dollar valuation for something. And when they put this note out, there was only eight holes in it. A one billion dollar valuation for something with
1: eight holes is pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable and straight away, I think one billion, eight holes is not an awful lot of holes.
2: Big dog. I used use one of my um, little credit card tickets, so uh, all that blood and spent money is going to use. Yes.
0: Oh, oh beautiful. Wait, so you're in the Qantas Land. Are you flying out? Are you what, what are you are you taking carry on or a suitcase, mate?
2: I got I've got the suit in the suitcase. place, I've got two suits. I haven't even bought a bloody set of trousers, uh, track suits or thongs with me. Um what shit really stepped up my standards. <laughs> No, I don't in, believe you, mate. Um, I, I
0: I would have thought yeah, you'd be a carry-on be like only kind of bloke. The only reason you would take a suitcase is if you're taking that. a carton of export with you as well, or something.
1: <laughs> What's Look going
0: the on beach.
2: there? I've got the RMs on. Yeah, I've got, mate. Nate, I'm. Uh, tell you what, I've been. Uh, I've been getting a few looks from all the all the women in here. So the missus knows it's dangerous sending me out looking like this. So. So, mate, um, tell the money miners well, what,
0: are you, what are you getting up to over the next couple of days. We're going to try and find you in each day
2: and get a little, a little bit of, a uh, little bit from you. But you know, what, what are, we, what are you doing? A day in the life, huh? Hey? Hey, well, okay. So the the PC version. So I'm heading over to the to the Gold Series um, two two lunches in Melbourne and Sydney, uh, and I'll be doing a rover, with Mike and you know liaising with all the investors and the money miners, but with let's let's be honest, I'm going for three days to get shit face at all these events, and um, wheeling and dealing at the pubs till midnight, so that's exactly what, so this is going to be in the next three days, the best version of me you're going to see. So from here on in, she's going to be going nothing but downhill.
0: Well, you're looking um, all right so far. It looks like you've had a shower. You know, your, your, your beard's in good shape. I'm a bit curious to see what happens to you over the next couple of days. So we're going to have to get a bit of a, a video call with you each day. But it's um, I'm going impressed. to
2: look like, I reckon tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be looking, at the, probably tomorrow afternoon I'll be like, <laughs> something like that. And then by the time on Friday, I'll be already <laughs> Something like that. So, mate, I look forward to it. I can look up State of Origin tomorrow night. So, there's a chance I'm going to get my head punched in, in <laughs> Melbourne City So, I'm going to be going off the Um But, uh, yeah, so whether I make Friday, I had to change my flight on Thursday because I'd be going out at eight o'clock in the morning after Origin. So, that was just a bloody recipe for disaster. So, um, I need a bit of a transfer. Are anyway, you boys missing me or
0: what? Mate, absolutely. We're bloody. Um... It's going to be interesting to see who opens the show
2: today.
1: Yeah, who's going to roar in with the righto
2: Are you going to are you going to attempt
1: the uh, shrine intro? Oh, I reckon uh, I reckon JD will. I think Trav's got it in his locker. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Rido, right, I want one. I want
2: one from each years, and I'm going to do a rating. That's so, it. We've got a few um, days to, to
1: trial actually, it.
0: Mate, why don't you give it one over the phone right now and we'll play that at the front end and then we will have to replace oh, it in no. the following days? In the it, I don't
2: want to draw to, I don't want to get kicked out of the corner squad. i will never get to come in here. So, um, <laughs>
0: no,
2: no, no, I'll want one, one of you to direct traffic and do the intro each day, different one. You're going to um his <laughs> yeah, to see because, see, well, and, I need I need a right hand man. I've got to figure out who can have annual leave and do can't. So, <laughs>
0: oh, all right, mate. Well, speaking right, of, boys, I've, got, I've got
2: to go. i got to go get some olives and olives and some red wine and shit. So, yeah, hook yeah, we'll right in. Yeah, you gotta, I'll keep you posted. Look forward to chatting through the week. All right, mate. Looking, Looking forward to it, to,
0: mate. Enjoy that Qantas lounge. Have a good one.
2: Oh, well done. See you, money minus.
1: Hooray. Hey, <laughs> Righto Money Miners Here we are Wait it's G'day Money Miners It's not Righto No he says Righto nah. Every single time G'day Money Miners And then it's Rido. Ah it so, is So Righto is, is, is a
0: segue But he always opens with a good day. This Mate you failed in your first game.
1: No I reckon I reckon listen back I reckon he says more than half the time Rido Straight up Oh uh, I'm uh, Nah I'm we'll try we'll trial again. We'll
0: try again. All right. No, 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 mate. We're, this is this oh, is the, rolling. This is this is the one.
1: Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so we're without Maddie Michael today. How are we going to go, Trav?
0: Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna bloody not be as bogan as we normally
1: are, but it's also going to be less entertaining. That's right. So for those that didn't catch it, Maddie Michael is away at the Gold Series. He's over east in Melbourne, in Sydney. So if you're over there, get in touch. But we're going to give it a go without him today. What do you reckon? I reckon that. I reckon that's it, mate. We are we're we're in luck. So we've got we've got quite a bit of news today. No no deep dive, so we're just gonna break down and give our thoughts around a number of different stories. So we'll take it from the top. Navare. Navarre? I'm not quite sure how you pronounce this one.
0: Oh mate, let's let's give a hint. So the you know the money miners are only listen at the front end, get a bit of a glimpse of what we're gonna talk about. Navare, we've got news out from. Leo Leo Lithium, we have got news out from. Latin resources. Latin resources. Stick in lithium territory. Talgar Azur. Azure, Regis and BCI Minerals. So there's a bit bit there to talk about. If you care about those companies, stay tuned.
1: That's it. A bit of ground to cover. So let's get into it. So Navare, not great news for current shareholders or likely to be former shareholders. So if this one rings a bell, they had the Mount Carlton gold mine in Queensland. Now they got this one off Evolution Evolution, a few years back and there was a bit of a cash and stock sort of deal and they were still um, paying down bits and pieces. So... They have appointed BDO, Voluntary Administrators, last night, I think, and they'd been in halt for a bit over a week now. Mm. So just following the company, they'd lost about $9 bucks from operations in the financial year up to the latest quarterly report, which was in March, and they had $8.1 million in cash. They had $12.5 million in debt drawn down. So this company now going to be restructured, recapitalized. Mm. and so on so yeah mate when you appoint um, administrators
0: you know there's a there's a, f- a bunch of hands you gotta feed in that process administrators are not cheap um so you gotta pay them before any of the uh, the the lenders get
1: any money um yeah so mentioning those lenders there was Glencore yep. and they were in before Lind who came in about three or four months ago do you do you know them well, so yeah, yeah, you look at that $12.5 million debt, US $5 million to Glencore, but that f- then there
0: was Aussie $5 million to Lind Gold Fund Group. I, I, I'm not familiar with them, JD. But, New York-based group. But I flicked through their announcements to try and sort of deduce um, where that money had come from and why it had been sort of classified as debt. And, and there's an announcement that they, that they put up in March um, where ultimately they say that uh, Lind was committing to a staged placement um, and basically, what Lind did is they prepaid five million dollars to Navara in exchange for shares to the value of five point six million dollars that they would, you know, receive over time over a period of twenty four months. Um, and in that agreement, it, you know, basically said that Lind did not have any security over uh, over the assets there. So, like, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Where that five million bucks fits in in the whole um, preference stack that will kind of unfold, um, yeah. By administrators here,
1: yeah, absolutely. That stage placement, bit of a bit of a funky one. So, as a as a side note, we saw the technical director resign the day they went into suspension, I believe. I think on yeah. the ninth of June. Yeah. As a side note for the money miners, not a good sign. Is that obviously there's nothing you could have done as a shareholder. The stock was already in halt. Mm. But when the technical director resigns, it's just something you should really be looking into and seeing. Hey, what's going on here? Hey. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a the exact opposite of a vote of confidence. It's a Exactly, um, a bit um, of a strike against. Yeah. Now, one other thing that just sort of springs to mind, we're at all-time record gold prices. We're at 3,000 Aussie dollars an ounce. So, I mean, the the first thought is how do you go how do you go bankrupt in that sort of environment? Are they, are they,
0: is the Aussie gold price going up faster than uh, cost pressures? And exactly. I think that's the question, right? We exactly. saw a tweet out from um, Aaron Culleran, who's running AIC Mines. Um,
1: and had a, a long history at Evolution as yep. well, so the company that vended in this asset.
0: Yeah, Aaron, he put out a tweet just a few days ago. I think it was Friday last week. He goes, Aussie dollar gold is trading at all-time highs, but the receivers remain busy, question mark, question mark. FDI with Kirkalocker, um Chadwick with Ballarat, and McGraw-Nickel with Lorena. Not easy to make money from a gold mine. Uh, and uh, Christy Batten at Mining You, she comments, don't forget, we'll Luna, and now we have another one to add to Navarro.
1: Yeah, another one to add to the list there. So I think the, the summary is a lot of debt, poor reconciliation, recoveries, and high costs. That'll be the answer. That's what kills a company, hey? Good for administrators, mate. Yeah, well they got to put food on the table too. Buy shares in, by shares <laughs> in uh, the administrators and receivers. That's it. So, Leo Lithium. We're back onto lithium. We've only covered it for about four days in a row, but why not keep a good thing going? Gulamina has jumped up a pretty uh, enormous amount. So, they're now claiming this is the fifth largest Spodgamine deposit in the world, 211 million tonnes at 1.37% lithium oxide. Massive. Also planning in in August a new all-reserve statement. So, we've got our eyes peeled. We've spoken about the company once or twice before, I think. So they're going for that DSO method, like we kind of touched on with Flano uh, last week when we spoke about what's going on at Delta. And yeah, it's, it's quite of an interesting one to follow. So That'll be followed shortly afterwards by Spodumene Concentrate being shipped in the first half of next year. But that obviously that DSO coming in later this year should just start to bring in some revenue. And for the money miners out there that love seeing these projects being built and they're, they're a fan of all the pictures, check out their last presentation, just stacked with pictures. You can see it all, it all sort of coming together there. Like mm. obviously you want to dig into the details a bit more, but it looks like they're progressing things quite well in, in Mali of all places. Mali. Oh, you'd love to be building a mine in Mali, JD, wouldn't you? Yeah. So jurisdiction pops up and it's, it's a interesting one to follow. The people we spoke to, they were saying not too long ago, like the, the discount they're getting is just too much. They're getting just enormously discounted because they're in Mali. And now that sort of rhetoric's kind of changed. Now it's like, oh, people aren't applying a discount to the stock, you know? Now the share price has jumped up 120 odd percent, but it's not jumped up out of nowhere. they've had some really good news you know come together. We spoke about a couple of weeks ago the funding come together so that looks like they're they're fully funded now and when we spoke about it, we highlighted that that was done at a premium so I always love to see financing sorted at a at a premium. to your point on the the jurisdictional
0: discount there i I saw some um, you know kind of intelligent analysis done um, by by a, a guy on Twitter called. D-G-D-G-D-M underscore. Uh, And and he's basically compared Leo Lithium with Liontown and Core, obviously the latter two being Australian projects, but they all 100% own their respective projects, right, and single-asset lithium developers. So, um, you know, an interesting sort of three companies to compare. And the way that he sort of looks at this relative valuation question, what he does is he's normalized the project NPVs of the three of them Um, to the same lithium price. And then what he does is he shows what percentage the current um, enterprise values of the respective three companies trade as a proportion of that project NPV, that normalized project NPV. So he's trying to do an apples for apples comparison between the three. And um, on his numbers, uh, you've got Leo there trading at 36% of its normalized project NPV versus um, versus core at 293% and Town at 160%. So um, that discount, it's, it's, it's kind of, I think of it as a bit of a pseudo price to nav ratio, yep. um, back of the envelope sort of price to nav ratio. But you know, that that um, that kind of analysis still shows that there is that pretty substantial <laughs> jurisdictional discount happening there.
1: Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty wild. So for people following the stock, there's a few things we're looking out for to see just boxes. We'd like to see them check over the coming months. So I want to see them appoint contractors. The company's flagged this already, but obviously things are progressing quite rapidly and they need to appoint the contractors that for mining, explosives, and quite importantly, trucking. And we wouldn't mind seeing a few other, you know, potential Alternatives for the the trucking options that they have. So right now they're in Mali, obviously, where the deposit is, and they're going to be trucking stuff over a 1,000 Ks to the coast in Ivory Coast, so to Abujan. And they've uh, mapped out a couple alternatives. One would be to San Pedro, which is slightly shorter, also in the Ivory Coast. But just to cover all bases, they've also spoken about um, trucking to Dakar, which is the capital of Senegal. And, yeah, these these are... Not uh, truck trips through the, the countryside in Western Australia, you know. The 1,000 the k's to get sent to St. Pedro is a three-day journey and there's a lot of trucks going out. So from a number of different angles, we just want to see them be quite across it, see, you know, if they're not getting the port rights at one port, whether they can go ahead and just uh, send the stuff elsewhere. So a few things to look out for. But if it all goes well, should be seeing revenue by quarter four of this calendar year. The market liked it, right? The share price is up today, you said, JD. Yeah, like we said, up over 100% over the past couple months and just, you know, kicking on, I think, over another 10 or so percent today. Fascinating, mate. More lithium, Latin resources. That's it. So, big headline, 241% resource increase at the Kalina mineral deposit. So, I think we've spoken about them once before. This is a hard rock asset in Brazil. So, South America, but it's not a brine. It's It's a hard rock asset. Now, they're... Projects sits at 45 million tonnes at 1.34%. And they've got eight rigs churning away. So they are keeping busy over there. And this makes me think, you know, in line with the, the past couple of things we've said, in line with the last four shows we've had, there's a lot of lithium news going on lately, isn't there? A
0: lot of lithium, like, like de- developer slash exploration news. Um, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of companies building up these um you know min- mineral these yeah mineral resource inventories of of uh of similar sizes, si- similar size looking mineral resource you know that 50 to 100 million tons um, yeah it
1: it really looks like there's no shortage of lithium out there hey <laughs> Uh, you know that's lithium a- projects that is yeah. not lithium production yeah that's right I, I think it like there's a lot of work that goes into converting these resources into mines and a lot of technical yeah. expertise required for that to happen and um, the cost pressures we've seen lately as well exactly right Just compound that so another interesting facet of this that you sort of pulled up before they're not really trading up on the day they've ticked up 10% and then they're they're down again what do you sort of reckon of that one
0: Mate, fast, just fascinating, right? Opens ten percent higher on the news, and then gives all those gains, gains away. Um, yeah, mate, mate buy the rumours, sell the news. But yeah, um, that's the old
1: one, hey? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So, moving off lithium, but staying on renewables. Oh, we'll, we'll come or, back. We'll come back to lithium later. Oh, we can't stay away from it for too long. But Tauga, this is a, a super fascinating company as well. So, European focused. Australian and Perth headquartered, they've got- um, Run by a guy named Mark Thompson, who I just- Well, I want to nickname him Bomber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate or not. But I
1: like it. <laughs> and another thing um, notable is that he has, I think, roughly 5% of the company. So he's got strong alignment to get this uh, project going in the right direction. Yep. So they've got the green light from the European Investment Bank. Now, this is a sort of um, quasi-state like type Investment bank. They're not like a, a Goldman Sachs or a Macquarie Bank, and they've given the uh, green light to provide 150 million euros in senior debt. Now, this is going to help them support the Vitanyi. I'm not sure how you say that one, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that project's in the the north of Sweden, might even be up in the in the Arctic Circle there. And they've got a graphite deposit. They're um, building out the processing facilities. And what I think we touched on when we last spoke about this is that there's a lot of incentives in Europe to not only mine the assets but also produce them and have them go all the way to the OEMs and the car manufacturers all being done in Europe. So given that a lot of graphite goes through China at the moment and then the car manufacturers have to go to the, the Chinese um, makers and buy it, I think there's a lot of incentives if the if the Europeans can greenlight the, the project all the way through for this company to, to get to that end mark. So they're looking to produce 19,500 tons of what in my interpretation is graphite, they call it green anode, which who knows what that that really means at well, the moment. Well, I think there's a bit to unpack with what, yeah, what, what Talga is producing. They're, they're doing things a bit differently to your usual yeah. graphite developer. Um, and graphite in itself is a it's a complicated space, which yeah. I'm not sure where we can even cover in, in five minutes. There's a, a lot to unpack there. But yeah, like yeah. you said, and um, you had a bit of an eye on how the stock had performed today. What's going on there?
0: Uh, it's Up seven percent, so like yeah, positive confirmation. I think um, you know we got a friend of the pod, Maturing Minerals, and and he he tells us that we we should really wrap our head around silicon anodes. Um, you know, he 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 sort of pointed us towards as a segment of Talga that that's looking at them. Um, but even for Talga, they're not not front of mind. He reckons they're absolutely roaring in China and will displace um, you know graphite and battery tech. So uh I don't, I don't know how much merit to hold to that but there's a, there's a bit in that graphite anode space to wrap your head around um and it's and it's a bit of a space that's you know riddled with the um the cloud of of Syrah in in a lot of ways and the you know the um the lack of success at at balama etc um and there's a lot of like Balls in the graphite market and a lot of like skepticism on, in it as well. Um, I think Talg is doing things a little bit different. Be good to kind of you know unpack that a bit more in a later episode. But
1: yeah, absolutely. So Regis going into gold now. They came out with their annual all uh, reserve and mineral resource statement. So group reserves at three point six million ounces and resources at seven million ounces. Now this is all dated to the end of uh, last year, last calendar year that is, but. We wouldn't always pull apart an, an updated resource and reserve, but I think this one we
0: wanted to open just because um, it's fresh in our minds that you know that a lot of gold miners might not be replenishing their reserves. After our chat we had with with Keeney the, other, yeah. the other week, he was sort of indicating that um, that it's easier to acquire ounces than it is to um, you know add add more in your in your one
1: hundred percent. Like on that theme, I don't think the the announcement read too well today, and I think they. are you know, somewhat deceptive. They put a bit of spin on that on the first few sort of points there. <laughs> but, I mean, just nice and simple, let's read out a quote. Increase in ore reserves of 210,000 ounces was offset by calendar year 22 depletion of 510,000 ounces and revisions to the reserve model assumptions taking off another 240,000 ounces. So yeah, they, they use the word increase in, in one of those first points but like this is not an increase it's gone from 4.1 million ounces in reserves down to 3.6 million ounces in reserves so and you know it's a, sim- a similar story with their mineral resources as well so yeah. marginal
0: marginal out of new reserve there but they're losing a lot in both depletion and just a revision of the model so um, I think that theme is is really you know, coming coming to fruition here, and I, you know, and I think that will will probably incentivize more M A down the track as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and especially given the the sort of divergence in valuation we're seeing at the moment between what the companies that are producing and the developers and the explorers are getting valued at, the the sort of environment is kind of coming together for a bit of MA, don't you think?
0: Yeah, and in Regis's case, you saw them remodel um, the re- the resource in a way where it was. Considering a lot of prior material that was in an open pit plan to be an underground yep. um, plan now, so there's a focus on just getting more of the higher grade um, and you know less of the less of the you know, maybe higher cost but low grade stuff.
1: Margin over ounces, hey.
0: Margin over ounces, love um, it. yeah. So it's
1: just it's just revisiting
0: the cost economics a little bit of some of the some of the mineral resources that are out there in the market.
1: Yeah, BCI onto your favorite commodity out there. I think salt, mate. This salt. Is,
0: this is our uh, yeah. We love salt. Love it, yeah. You're BCI Minerals, it. mate. They've gone they've come out today, um and obviously BCI Minerals, they're they're developing um the Marty Salt Project, which is um uh, currently under construction, uh yep. and this is um this is the project that has substantial backing by Kerry Stokes and Aussie Super. Um, it's up near Shark Bay, isn't it? It's um yeah Marty, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean we've we've talked about them in the past, uh and like every developer out there building something at the moment, they've had. Have signaled you know substantial cost pressures. Um, today we got some solid numbers on what the new costs and timing are versus the uh, announcement that came to the market um you know a few years ago when when they announced FID. So CapEx, including Contingency, that's up from 1 billion to 1.6 billion. Um, and first salt shipped is is now set for the second half of
1: calendar year 2026 versus so 24. Looking at the stock today, it's you know, relatively flat, even up 3% at one point, gives me the the sort of indication that this was kind of priced in. Like you said, they haven't actually updated the market in quite a while. So I think just my interpretation is that the market had anticipated. Yeah. And they had given some sort of funding yeah. updates, more on the side of like – that they're good for funding. There was, I think, another $60 million when we spoke about it a little while ago that came together.
0: Yeah, there was a convertible that sort yeah. of just br- bridged things from a timing perspective a bit. I mean, I think I think what you see in the share price movement today is um, the market is relieved that there's some new numbers out there. The numbers are probably in line with what the expectations were. But it also, having these new numbers out there, it really signals to the market that they're one step closer in finalising the complete funding package Yeah because they've got these you know a, a funding syndicate which heavily relies on um, NAIF and Export Finance Australia um, and, and their commitments are basically you know contingent on these new numbers being flushed out into the market right
1: now Yeah and you, and you say like waiting on funding all coming together yep. but they've spent quite a bit and they're actually under construction already aren't they?
0: Yeah, mate they've, sp- they've spent $307 million on construction to the end of March already uh, but you know, they what they're saying now is that um, the project debt financiers, so NAIF, Export Finance Australia, other banks, previously they were signaled to come together for for um, over seven hundred and fifty million bucks total. Um, they're they're expected to execute documents in Q3 uh, this year. So and then they say the equity will, will sort of come together in in Q4. So there's a there's a lot of more money to come in in order to get. This project um, fully constructed, right? And um, and I think like this cost escalation, it actually um, it comes off the back of two weeks ago. We saw KNS now KNS, they're a German chemicals company, capped at three billion euro. They've been looking to build what they call the Ashburton Salt Project near Onslow for quite a while now. It's been stuck up in environmental approvals for a while, but two weeks ago they said the costs would be eight hundred and fifty million now. And that's up 400 million from a number that they released last year. So um, costs going up, mate.
1: Heavy. Okay. Now back onto our favourite topic, lithium. lithium. <laughs> All right. So Azure, they have had a monster run the last week or so. So they're up. You know, I think they've doubled. They're over 100 percent up since I, I don't know ten odd days ago. So for people that haven't sort of caught onto this flyer. They've got the Andover project up in the Pilbara, so not too far from Karatha, actually. Ticker AZS. Yeah, and they were, you know, I think like we'll unpack on the market for for nickel and copper, but it's the the lithium that's really got the market excited. Hey,
0: yeah, mate, uh, pretty fascinating one. They they've put out a couple of new results from the drill bit today. 112 meters at, um, at one point, oh five percent. Fifty two point five meters at one point three, six percent. So the really fascinating thing to me about this company, JD, is earlier this month it had a market cap of $200 million and now it has a market cap of $450 million. So that's, you know, $250 million of value creation the market's ascribing um, to these recent results from the Andover Lithium Project at the moment. And largely that's because the area where these drill results are coming from right now, they only got heritage clearances to drill their Um, on the 23rd of May. So they they went heavy on some drilling there. The assays are coming in now and they're they're releasing them in this area that they believe to be um, high-priority lithium targets where there's a bunch of outcropping pegmatites.
1: Okay, so like we sort of touched on, the the focus was on nickel and on copper. So is it beginning of this year that lithium starts to really come into the story? Well, like if you if you go back to October last year and you look through some of their
0: announcements, they've got they got a presentation out in October where there is no no mention of, of lithium at that stage. They they had a market cap back then of 50 million dollars, and the strategy was base metals. It was developing um, you know nickel, copper, cobalt um, development in, in that Andover area was the main thing. They had some other assets as well of, of sort of marginal value and imp- and importance. But then not long after that, um, you know they basically released that they had some outcropping pegmatites and they formed this uh, exploration strategy around those outcropping, outcropping pegmatites. And then we saw SQM, which is, you know, that uh, lithium giant in, uh, in, in Chile. They, they tipped in 20 million bucks for 20% of azure back in, in January this year that was announced. Um, and obviously they're focused on the the lithium potential of the project. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, that stage there'd been, um, yeah, some, some rock chip samples that come in, the pegmatites... Um, you know, that we're really interested in. And uh, and has just sort of started drilling that area recently, right? Um, and, and I think like, I'm curious to try and back solve out what is, what is the, based on this, you know, pretty interesting market cap of Azure right now, what is the market ascribing to the value of this Andover lithium project, let's call it. Um, so I was thinking about this one and um, let's just for argument's sake, say that all of the value of everything that Azure has other than the lithium is 50 million bucks based on what its market cap was before. It started talking about lithium, right? Um, Then based on its current market cap, you know, the market's describing $400 million
1: of value to the lithium. And now another thing to remember is that they only have 60% of this project, right? The Creasy Group has the other 40%. Exactly. Yeah, with, with the Creasy Group having other... The other forty percent, the implied
0: market value based on their market cap today of that lithium project there is uh is six hundred and seventy million dollars right now. That's pretty insane when you think about it, right? This um this you know wasn't even part of the strategy before, but you know the implied value of the lithium project is six hundred and seventy million bucks. That's there's only uh, twenty five diamond core holes and fifteen RC holes completed here, um, forty holes total, right? But there's only assays back from twelve of those. So that's um that's six hundred and seventy million dollars of value creation from twelve holes.
1: It's um it's, it's, that's a lot, it's and a lot. A I lot. mean we've seen this a bit lately. I think of WA one as well. So hmm. obviously on the show we had Emmanuel Dat and um, Bogan. Yeah, geologist. and I, I put the
0: question to them: How do you how do you kind of back solve value from um, just a handful of holes? Right? It's and it's something that I, you know I get really fascinated with. Uh, you know, like if there are any fundies out there that can um, walk me through the, the valuation for Azor, I'd love to sort of have their, their back of the envelope thinking on this one. And I think how you back solve value, it has a lot to do with
1: the potential scale of things, right? Yeah. When there's blue sky upside, everyone gets a bit excited. I think a, a way in which some of them would describe it is the sort of asymmetry of the bet. They're saying for the, the potential downside, what you could be potentially looking at on the upside is, you know, a Pilbara a lion town, uh, a Mount Holland, you know, one of these type of things. Yeah. And they think, you know, it might be worth it because the upside is just that great.
0: Speaking to what that upside could be, we saw this commentary come out from George Ross at Argonaut this morning. He says, the Andover project is spotted with pegmatite outcrops that are separated by transported cover. Drilling indicates that these outcrops represent large pegmatite bodies at depth. In our view, the greater Andover pegmatite field has the potential to host hundreds of millions of tonnes of resources.
1: Hundreds of millions of tons. So that, that really sits in line w- with some of the commentary we saw from the company as well, saying there's just hundreds of outcropping pegmatites. Yeah, and so, they're, they're targeting yeah, some, something of pretty significant scale there. Um, yeah, pretty bullish commentary. And Euros had a note out as well, I think. This is
0: fascinating, right? Euros, yeah, they've got a spec buy on this one, um, including a, a $1. seventy price target. And um, the way that they they get to come up with that price target fascinates me jd maybe we can have a bit of a discussion on that one but uh the what they do is they're actually applying a one billion dollar valuation for the andover lithium project right now on a 100 basis so therefore um was 60 percent of that is 600 million right um one billion dollar valuation for something and when they put this note out there was only eight holes in it um that yeah. were assayed back. So a $1 billion valuation for something with eight holes is pretty remarkable. Um it's it's
1: yeah, like you said, pretty remarkable. And straight away I think one billion, that's a pretty round number. Yep. Eight holes is not an awful lot of holes. It just gives you the impression that like there's got to be a few rules of thumb and like that type of analysis being done here. And like, you know, to to the defense of the Euros guys, like they're they're working with pretty limited. Information, right?
0: Yeah, they disclose it as a super speculative, like you know, um, rule of the thumb valuation. So I think we should take the any any price target with the that sort of you know just dis- disclaimer involved. But even the way that they kind of come up with that number. Um, it's, it's a bit intriguing, right? They basically, they've put out this bit of analysis where they have a rule of thumb for early stage lithium valuations. Uh, and what they say is every 50 million tonnes of potential spodumene resource is approximately uh, between 400 and $600 million of exploration value. And every 50 million tonnes of resource that has a clear pathway to production increases to uh,
1: 750 to $1.5 billion of speculative development Value. So obviously they're using a, a kind of, you know, midpoint between that the second number, between the 750 and the one and a half, you know, yeah. to roughly get the one billion. And another point that stands out is a clear, you know, pathway to production. So the Andover project is in a pretty great spot, you know. It's in WA. It's got a road not too far from it. It's got Towns, Roburn and Carratha very close. They've got airstrips there. They've got a port, you know, I think within 50-odd Ks. That is a great surrounding infrastructure to to have a project. If you could dream something up, it'd be it'd be pretty close to that, I think. So that lends a bit of support to to the valuation, not not justifying it. But, but I, I think
0: that like the these rule of thumbs, they we're making a, a rule of thumb in a bull market for lithium. Um, and like you see this chart in know in in euros, they they basically deduce this rule of thumb by comparing a spodumene ore reserve to um gold producer per annum ounces. It's um uh, and they recognize it. Different commodities, one's production number and one's, you know, a reserve number. But it it it's kind of um it's kind of one of those like equivalents you see, I think, pop up in at a very certain point of the market that maybe you reflect on at a later point in time and think, should I have should I have drawn that equivalency? here? Um, that's well that's how I think when I look at it. Because because what we're seeing here, JD, and we touched on this, is very early stage lithium companies having insane valuations right now, like absolutely mammoth valuations at the exact same time where undeveloped gold ounces in the ground can't catch a bid.
1: Completely agree. The, the way you framed it in, you know, bull market type analysis is is quite great. It, it kind of makes me think of the way tech companies were sort of viewed, you know, a year or two ago and also around the dot-com dot sort of crash where... It's not, you know, on any sort of earnings but they're getting evaluated on clicks on the profile or website visits and all of a sudden <laughs> that becomes, uh, you know, a valid metric to to value a business on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. We'll watch it. And I mean like, yeah, so so the the the, the Azua call here, it's come from Scants and he's had a pretty good call on PMET. He called that early um, and now Azua. So he's coming off a hot run. Um, so look. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep watching, as well. It's a, I think- it's, it's a good story for people who've been in it so far and it looks big and promising. Um, yeah, my my query is just more to the relative valuations between uh, like explorers versus producers. And you look at Town, right? Like um, in that case, they're a developer, n- net producer, but Town now has an an EV, or well, sorry, it now has a market cap that is literally only 50% of the EV of Pilbara. That, that to me just seems remarkable at sort of face value, doesn't it?
1: That is crazy. You know, comparing a company that's, you know, unfortunately had to four times increase the the cost of getting the thing built to a company that I think has like two and a half or two billion dollars in cash, mm. it's it's pretty crazy. So we're not going to have to wait too long with Azure. I think they got four rigs there. They're looking to get five or six. Five, five to six going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean they're going yeah. absolute ham at it. And,
1: we're going to get essays pretty soon for those remaining holes. Obviously, we said we'd they'd, um, poked 40 in, so only, th- only three week turnaround time. They're saying, on time. yeah, it's bloody um, operations with cheese up there, mate. But yeah. there's another one. <laughs> Love it. All right, yeah. I think we did all right with that, Maddie. Yeah, reckon? mate. I, I, oh, that was good. Good one. We'll keep working on it. Yeah, that's it. Hodoroo, money miners. Oot-a-roo.